0: Welcome to another episode of Midweek Meditation on the FPO Podcast, a weekly devotional podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Opelika. Each week, we take a look at one of the passages from the FPO Bible Reading Plan and have a devotional conversation about what God is teaching us in it and how to apply it in our lives. For more information on how to join us as we engage the Bible together, please visit firstpresopelika.org.
1: Hey there again, First Perez family, and welcome to this week's episode of our Midweek Meditation. Today, James and I are going to be considering uh, a passage from Acts chapter 18 in our FPO Bible reading plan. Uh, if you've been following along with us, you know that for the past uh, week or more, we've really been diving into Paul's story and uh, the journeys, uh, the missionary efforts that Paul is on as he seeks to take the gospel to the known World And today we're going to consider this passage in Acts 18 where Paul is in Corinth. And uh, a little bit of context, Paul has met opposition uh, everywhere he goes. And I think it's in Acts chapter 20 even that Paul, when he's talking to the Ephesian elders as he's preparing to leave them, Uh, he talks about how God has made one thing clear, that he's going to face opposition everywhere he goes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so Paul is living under no guise, no false sense of security, that things are going to go well for him. Even in Acts chapter 9, the words that God gives, I think, uh, Ananias, who ultimately touches Paul and causes the scales to fall from his eyes, is I need to show him how much he's going to suffer for my name. So uh, Paul is an instrument in God's hands, but he's an instrument that God has destined to suffer well for the sake of the kingdom. And Paul's in the midst of that. Uh, And we're going to read this uh, vision, this word that God gives to Paul in the midst of these very trying circumstances as he's taking the gospel of Jesus out. Uh, And then just try to encourage ourselves and encourage you with it. And so I'm going to pick up um, in verse 9 of Acts chapter 18. And again, this is a vision that Paul has. The Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent. For I am with you and no one will attack you to harm you. For I have many in this city who are my people. And he stayed a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them, verse 12. But when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal. We could go on reading uh, about what seems to be the harm that Paul is experiencing. And so, James, talk to me a little bit about this promise that God gives him that nobody will harm him, mm-hmm. uh, but all of these other things we've said, all of these other things we see where if Paul's experiencing anything, he <laughs> seems to be experiencing a lot of harm. Yeah, it is really uh, – it's kind of humorous. When you're, mm-hmm. you're reading
0: along and it's – you get to this part where it says the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, and at least I kind of perk up a little bit like, oh, this is going to be good. Like these are words from the Lord. And then what the vision is, don't be afraid, uh, keep on speaking, no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many of my people in the city, like, oh yeah, that was a good vision. I would really like to get that one. And it's just humorous that then like basically the next verse, it's like, and then the Jews made a united attack against Paul. I just think, (laughs) right, so on the one hand, there would be probably... People out there who say like, look, the Bible contradicts itself right here, two verses apart. And I think that is just an unhelpful approach. Instead, it's better to say God is giving a promise to not attack to harm, even though there are other things that are going on in life. So God's promise allows Paul to look at something that otherwise he might feel is an attack. Otherwise, he might feel threatened by. And instead, he's able to say... I'm going to be okay Mm. because God has made a promise to me that any attacks that come my way will not harm me. They will not end my life. They will not end my ministry. Mm. And in fact, my ministry is going to continue to go forth as God is bringing his people into the church. Mm. So it's a promise from God that I'm sure he had to hold on to tightly in the midst of this and maybe other things that happened that. If he wasn't holding on to something God had said already, Mm. he would be tempted to panic and to distrust.
1: Yeah. A couple of things stand out to me in addition to what you've said. One is uh, just how kind and patient it is and gracious it is for God to give Paul this promise at all. Yeah. Like he didn't have to. Um, And the expectation for Paul would still be the same. Go on speaking. Don't be afraid. But God, in his kindness, um, tells Paul, Hey, I know you're going to be going through some hard stuff. You are going to be attacked. You're going to feel insecure. You're going to feel in danger. Hey, don't forget, I know that in advance. I'm in control of that. Mm -hmm. You're going to be okay. Okay. So when Paul looks up the next day and the next week and the next month and things are hard, his life is not untethered. Mm -hmm. He's rooted to the promise of God. I'm going to make it through this. My ministry is going to make it through this. So it's incredibly patient and kind uh, of God to do that. And then the other side of that is from Paul's experience. He's got that anchor now. Yeah. So we're going to read in just the next chapter that Paul's going to get arrested and he's going to basically be mobbed. And these people want his life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know about you, but if there's a lynch mob coming after me, I'm going to fear for my physical safety. Mm -hmm. Paul's been stoned already on multiple occasions, I think. He recounts in one of his epistles all that he goes through, and you're like, oh my gosh, any one of those things individually, but taken together. But now he's got this anchor in the midst of it to go, okay, I I don't know how all this is going to work out. But God said... Yeah. It's going to be okay. And that really is, for us, the life of faithful obedience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't take away the hardness of our circumstances. It gives us an anchor in the midst of the storm that roots and grounds us that we can go, okay, this thing won't define me. Mm-hmm. This thing, whatever it is, it won't, it won't ultimately destroy me. God has given me promises. Mm-hmm. I love that the Lord comes near to him and is basically like, hey, I'm with you as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. What a promise for us. What a promise for those of you who are listening that God is with you. Mm -hmm. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. So no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. You're literally, you cannot be alone if you know the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, James, even as we're sitting here, what are some other promises that just come into your mind even now by the Spirit that are good for us? Uh, As God's people to remember us, we're in the midst of trying circumstances.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking that as you were beginning to kind of lean into some of the other promises that we get, right? We may feel like we want the Lord to actually speak to us directly in a vision and say something very particular about our situation, but we have so many promises that God has directly spoken to us in His Word. Mm. And so as we look in John. 10, where Christ says, I will never, ever let you go. Or as we look in uh, the very fact that the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ, as Paul later says, that Paul says at one point that we have been afflicted so that we might be comforted by the God of all comfort in our affliction and then share the comfort to others in their affliction. Or you could just think of the entire book of Revelation, which Mm. we've talked about on the midweek meditation of Looking at how God makes promises and gives images of Christ's victory over and over and over again so that we know who actually wins and we know where we're going. Mm. So that when we face the things in our life that we're tempted to distrust the Lord in, we are able to then remember what God has already said in his word Mm. and turn back to those things one of my practices is I, I like to actually look and pull those promises wherever they are in the Bible, and just I'll just pray that promise in the situation. So mm. I will I will pray to God what I'm going through, and just kind of let it all hang out as I'm telling it to the Lord, and then I'll take the promise, and just kind of repeat it a couple times in prayer. Mm. And that, I find that that is one of the ways that I'm able to let the promises of God eclipse the troubles and afflictions of my life.
1: Yeah, you said something that I think is very important, and that's we would all love to have a vision and the Lord to speak a word to us. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to box the Lord in. He has his own prerogative. He may or may not show up tonight in a vision. But what I do know is that that would be unordinary. <laughs> uh, that would be Extraordinary. And then on one level, we have an entire book of God doing just that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) stepping in and telling us some things about what we can expect uh, about Him, about life in this world, and promises that ought to root us and anchor us to live well. So that's a great reminder, Um, and maybe it's just the drum we keep beating Uh, on these meditations is that we need to be people who are constantly engaging the Lord in His Word. Mm -hmm. How else are we going to know the promises that He gives us if we're not daily uh, immersing ourselves in the Word? Every time we open the Bible, it's as though, and the Lord spoke a vision to Mm -hmm. them. You know, we, we step into conversation with the living God, And then I just love that idea as well of just claiming the promises in prayer. Uh, I found myself at different seasons doing the same thing. And I think it's okay at times to hold the Lord to account. And that Mm. feels weird. Uh, But we see Moses doing that, of Mm -hmm. saying, God, you said you're like this, so now I expect you to act like that. Mm -hmm. And we see that the Lord goes, yeah, Mm -hmm. I like that. You know what I mean? Um, And so praying the promises of God. Uh, begging and as respectfully as I can say this, demanding that the Lord follows through on what He promised He would do. I don't think the Lord is put off by that. Yeah, I think that's a sign of faith that we say, "Lord, you care about your namesake, and you said you're this way. You said you're going to do this, and so we we claim that mm-hmm. and expect to see evidence that you have fulfilled this promise." Yeah. Um, those are the think, kinds of things that anchor us. Go on.
0: Yeah, and I think if, if we learn something else from this passage, it's that we claim the promises of God. in And even if we see things where it looks like it's not going how we wanted it to go, right? if we claim the promise that the Lord will not harm us and then things start to rise up against us and we start to be like, I don't know, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. The rest of this story really points out that though it might have looked like harm was coming, God was in control the whole time. Mm. So I think it's just a good reminder even here that things, God doesn't answer our prayers the way we want him to answer our prayers. Mm. He answers our prayers so that if, when we get to look back in glory, we get to say, you know what, if I knew what you knew, I probably would have prayed differently, and you answered the prayer that I should have been praying all along.
1: That's a great point, and I I love what you said there, that uh, claiming God's promises in faith uh, doesn't mean that everything's going to work out well for us. Uh, Paul has his promise to not be harmed, and then we just keep reading about what appears for him that he's being harmed. Mm-hmm. And so he's got to wrestle with what God's promise means for us. Um, as we wrap up this morning, uh, we just want to encourage you, wherever you are, that Uh, Just as God saw Paul, God sees you. Uh, His heart of patience and grace and kindness is towards you. And His Word and your story, your history is filled with evidences of God being faithful. If we just read the story of the Bible, the the thing that comes through over and over again is God is faithful. He's faithful to Himself, His character. He's faithful to His Word. He's faithful to us, His people. Uh, he has given us a vast, rich storage house of promises about himself and about us that we can cling to. So we pray and uh, encourage you in your own Bible reading and that God will root these things deep into your hearts. And that as a result, when we face difficult circumstances, many of us are going through now, uh, that we're anchored to something more steadfast and more sure uh, to God's word and his promises. So we love you guys. And we look forward to being together next week.